In all the years we've been doing this podcast, I never thought that David and I would be talking solely about dirt. And specifically, we're talking about the Save Soil movement that is being engineered by Sod Guru. I had no idea who Sod Guru even was until David brought him to my attention. And this is a really interesting movement that is taking place to bring awareness around the fact that our soil, what we grow our crops from and everybody eats from, is eventually going to degrade to the point where it will be nothing but sand. This is a fascinating conversation. Uh, David and I are just stumbling upon this topic. We hope we did it some service. So why don't you come on in and let's talk about Save Soil. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Throttle Thursday. Got David here with me, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about dirt today. Yeah, dirt. Yeah, dirt. Actually, we're going to talk about soil. And and interestingly enough, about this, it's kind of a funny conversation. We'll bring it. We'll we'll bring it around a little bit here. But you had approached me about talking about something you had heard recently about a a gentleman I had no idea about. So this is actually kind of fun that you brought somebody to me. And this is uh, Sad Guru. Yes, Sad Guru. And you know him. You've known of him for quite some time, and you followed him, which I think is pretty cool. But why he's in the news now is he just embarked this week on a 100-day ride through Europe and the Middle East to bring awareness around the soil and the importance yeah. of the soil because everything comes from the soil. And he's going to be meeting with celebrities and environmentalists and influencers in dozens of countries all throughout Europe and even down into India. He's going to cover 18,600 miles on yeah. this journey on his motorcycle. He's a 65-year-old dude. He's yeah. got the big friggin' beard. He's he got is, the guru beard and the, the turban. Yeah. of the guru. Yeah, he's a cool know guru, though. He he's is like super cool. cool. And we've, we've cool had a chance guru. to see, you know, we saw him on Trevor Noah. We saw him on Joe Rogan. We've seen him in various places popping up to promote this same yeah. soil. So um, what I find is interesting about this guy is that we're talking about the dirt and it usually doesn't come up because when we talk about, like, let's say global warming, it's that's all the rage. That's everybody wants to latch right, on to. It's all about the carbon in yeah, the air and, and what's in the air and on all that we're stuff. We're not talking about what's under our feet. So you approached me about this conversation. What intrigued you about this mission and Sadhguru and what's happening with the fragility of our soil? So, so I guess it was last week. Uh, I would just happen to check. I always check who Rogan has on. I enjoy listening to him and, and I usually enjoy, enjoy most of his guests actually. Um, they're usually pretty intelligent conversations. And I, when I saw the Sadhguru was on, I was like, no shit. You know, I thought it was interesting that Joe was going to interview him, but I had no idea what the conversation was about. And I was even more stunned when they started to have the conversation and he was talking about that he's doing this Save the Soil movement. And and I'm like, Save the Soil? What is this about, right? So I just dialed in. I was going to listen to this thing, and I became more and more fascinated with all the different facts and statistics that he was talking about. So I decided to start looking for myself to see how accurate this information was. And not only did I find that it was accurate, it's extremely unnerving that when they were at the whole G6 summit and everything that they were involved in, never once was soil mentioned. And it's it's actually probably more of a bigger problem contributing to our carbon footprint than anything else 
that we're actually doing. Not only that, um, to, to, to really understand that we're like 15, 20 years away at the, at the, at the, at the most, uh, from complete worldwide food devastation because we've so depleted our soil and we've turned it and relied on science for the regeneration and the fertilization of soil and done it chemically in such a way that we've stripped out all the organic matter and, or most of it, we're stripping it out constantly. It's not like he says, it's not, it's not something that happens overnight, but in doing this, we're stripping, stripping, stripping because we're not putting any organic matter back into the soil. And then he talked about how farmers are leading the world in suicide um, and that's the first I've ever heard. I'd of that. never heard that before. I mean, yeah. I know about veterans in suicide, sure. like eleven a day or something like that. It's a it's a crazy number, but I had no idea about farmers. I've never even heard of a farmer committing suicide. And did he? Do you recall? Did he attribute that to like the debt? Right, like the well, debt that the farmers Rogan in? said. That's a good point. Rogan said, but isn't that because of? He was first off. He didn't know, but isn't that because of debt? And and Sadhguru said, what's causing the debt? The debt is because they they cannot make a profit doing what it is that they're doing uh, because of the whole ecological system is is beginning to crash and how much it's costing to make, you know, what it costs to make an ear of corn 20 years ago, 40 years ago, what it costs today. He also pointed out like in 1920, uh, if you ate one orange in order to get the same nutrients in your body today from an orange that you would have eaten in 1920, you got to eat like 11 oranges yeah. today to get the same. Yeah, like in like in a hundred years, it's gone from you being able to have one piece of fruit to now being able to have eight pieces of fruit. Yeah, you know, you have to eat eight to get all that right. nutrients in. I I that was that blew my mind. That just goes to show you how in a hundred years we've totally sort of messed up the ecosystem as far as soil is concerned. Right. It blows my mind. Right. And I th- what I, what I, I'm especially intrigued by with this whole conversation is, is around the farmers and around, he said a statistic that I heard something around 50% of farmers haven't earned a dollar. They haven't taken any money out of their business of farming in the last several years because they just can't, like you said, the cost it, the cost it takes to maintain a farm has increased and food prices haven't kept up, it seems. It seems like these people are trying to deal with the mass amounts of population and the world keeps getting bigger and bigger and they're trying to right. feed people, they're trying to feed people cheaply and they're not making any money. And the suicide rate among farmers, I had, I had no idea. That was that was news to me. It was just, it was really an interesting, interesting way of looking at things. Yeah, so I, I was... Um I was fascinated by it and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is really very interesting because there's so much craziness that's going on right now. This is not something that I expected to hear about that we actually were in a crisis around, but nobody's addressing the crisis on multiple different levels. And part of the, part of the thing with the farmers is nobody wants to farm. Right. You know, it used to be passed down generationally for the most part, but nobody even not wants to get into it because they can't make any money. Yeah. They can't make any money doing it. But we're the fact that we're headed for a much bigger crisis, like they've got everybody thinking that the biggest crisis we're going to have is the carbon emissions that are in the air. Uh, and there's a whole lot of manipulation that goes along with that idea also. But the fact that there's a far bigger crisis that nobody even knows about because everybody's focused on the carbon in the air about what's happening in our soil and and the 
I mean, he they were pointing out that in, at like 2030, 2035, the entire world could be in civil wars because there's no food, because the soil isn't rich enough to grow any food. And, and here's, because I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a second. Um, how is this possible? Because like the industry, you know, we're constantly, yeah, we're not putting the organic matter back in as much. Uh, but we're using the chemical fertilizers and all that stuff. So I don't understand, like something is missing for me. And he basically said this, he said, when you take the organic matter out of soil, you have sand, you have a desert, right? And then he said, if you take organic matter and put it in sand, you have soil. And it was like, boom, it clicked just like that. Like I got it, got it. Okay. So we're no longer, and there's only two forms of organic matter, animal waste and, and dead plant material, Right. right? So it, that naturally happens all around our world. That's what we all come from. We come from the soil, us human beings. We come from the soil. We go back to the soil, yeah, right? Too, yeah. And he pointed out that if we don't fix this, you know, uh, there's no way f- to sustain life on the planet because it comes out of the soil. And it's a real, real tragedy what's going on, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, let's talk about this because, you know, I always... I come from the place of like, if there's something that I think that's important, I can use my platform to get it out to some people also. So people could start to become aware and pay attention. Um, I'm not so sure what to do about it because I'm just finding this out. But, you know, one of the things that Sadhguru is doing by going through all these nations is that he's he's bringing like these articles of agreement so that people will sign them. They're being informed about what's happening. And then every individual nation is responsible for how they want to deal with it down to the farmer level from the idea of let's go from the government down. What's policy? Let's change policy to support this because it's a far bigger problem than the problems that we're dealing with now that we're putting trillions of dollars into and not one dollars going into the major problem, which is the soil. So my idea was, hey, let's let's tell people about this so sure. people could start paying attention to it. Because that's what Sadhguru is doing. He's getting people to pay attention to a problem that is major, 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 that we can all probably contribute to in a way to actually affect some real change uh, instead of a lot of this craziness that's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, if there. you think of the amount of money that's being spent in like defense budgets or um, all these other initiatives, and I'm not saying defense is not important, so please don't misunderstand. It's very important. However, the amount of money that is spent there could be better spent off on catching a problem a little bit further upstream until it's right on top of us. You know, I didn't pay much attention to global warming until as of late, but that was the big buzz term for a while there. No one is even talking about this, you know, this save soil movement. I wouldn't even have known about it had you not approached me. They're not leading right. with this on the nightly news. They're, or they're not. not well, I wouldn't have known. That's what I was, that was my point. Yeah. Hadn't Sadhguru been on Rogan, I would have known nothing about this yeah. or how urgent it is or how dangerous it is or all the other stuff that we're, that we're talking about. Like, but the question is then why? Because it's not like every, right. it's not like the farmers don't know about this. The farmers know about it. It's not the governments don't know about it. They know about it. Why is why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, especially in our country, you know, where you know we rely. Every country relies heavily on their farmers and getting food from the farm to your table. And there's kids nowadays that they don't really know. They don't see where their food comes from. They just know that it's in a grocery store. What happens when that soil is so degraded? Right now, I believe I read on the website um, SaveSoil.org, fifty-two percent of the 
world soil is degraded up to this point. Right. So we're past the 50% tipping point to where it's all downhill from there. What fascinates me is that kids just don't know. And these are the kids that are going to be dealing with the brunt of this in 2035 and beyond. So I would like to think that the activism is going to come from you giving this platform to talk about it, but them actually doing something about it to bring more awareness in our country. Yeah, whatever goes on in Europe goes on in India goes on in, you know, other parts of the world. That's their issue. We don't have that here. We've got plenty. But if we don't do something about this, and I guess my question would be, what do we do as consumers? Like, how do we as consumers, like, what can we do? What can I do today to help? move this forward yeah so my understanding up to this point and i'm completely up open to feedback totally because i'm just learning about it according according to what Sadhguru was saying um on a live stream from london i think it was london somewhere in england yesterday that really because other people are asking the same question okay great great we know about it now what do we do how can we participate in our own recovery of something and i think that the stage that this is at right now is that pressure needs to be put on the government so that they can affect it from a policy perspective. Because the question becomes, well, what's driving the current policy, right? And we all know that it's big industry, big business that's driving the the current policy. And the current policy has got everybody focused on how do we reduce our carbon emissions? And uh, my understanding is that the soil issue helps solve that one. Interesting. In a big, big way. Yeah, sure. I was learning from several different people about um, uh, the controversy around the idea of the carbon emissions in the the world. And there's been many other studies done where the, the reports of those studies have been blocked because it does not follow the corporate narrative as far as um, what they say that is going to happen with the world. They've got us believing that the world's going to like completely disintegrate in a few years if we don't get this this carbon footprint uh, under control. And the truth of the matter is it's it from everything that I've seen, it's absolutely not true. It's complete hyperbole for some other reason. Not only have we had several stages in our geological history in the history of our earth where the carbon's been way higher than it is now uh, and the and actually what has been proven is that the higher the carbon was the more life this earth actually had right so um, and people don't realize this right because everything everything that that people are saying is the idea that there's more carbon life dies. That's not true. The more carbon that's in the atmosphere, the more life this planet actually has. And the reason is, is because the plants need carbon as food and they return it as oxygen, right? Sadhguru was making a really interesting point. He's like, you know, we're so connected with everything, but we don't realize that we're connected. He said, if you sit in front of a tree and realize what you're breathing out, it's breathing in. And what it's breathing out, you're breathing in. Life is cyclical. We're all affecting each other. We're all part of a giant ecosystem that makes a difference in what we think about it and what we do. And our answers and have, like science, he pointed out, science has done a great thing. He said, but Science has stopped at the, at, the, at the problem of its own intelligent block. In other words, here is, a, here is a, a, a solution. So as the soils became depleted, it brought out 
uh, chemical fertilizer. And then they started spreading that around the world and they would have big yields again and all of this stuff. And the problem was, was that over a period of time, the nutrient quality within those yields is less. And as the nutrient quality drops, they need to have more. The disease in human beings increases. They're not getting what they need in order to boost their immune systems. And then the whole thing becomes this cyclical issue, right? So it, more disease, more deterioration. You need, to, you need to find ways of supplementing those things, which your body does not absorb like it does from food. That's not natural. I mean, we, didn't, we weren't born into a world where we pick pills off of a tree Correct. to supplement. The, there was their life was built on the idea that there's plenty of nutrition within the organic matter that that humans and animals consume in order for them to be healthy and robust and grow and continue to move forward and and we've and we've sucked all of that wealth out of the soil and other industries are now benefiting from that lack by creating things like we do for the soil itself, which is chemical fertilizer industry is enormous because we need it because we pulled all the we pulled all the organic matter out of the out of the uh, soil. Right. So with human beings, if there's no nutrients in the food, then the the chemical industry that makes nutrients in pills Gloves. is now growing. Medical is now growing because there's more problems. Relying on that. Right, relying on to. it. And yeah. he pointed out that, you know, listen, capitalism is a great thing, but if, it, but if it is not kept in check, it will corrupt on itself in a huge way because everything leads toward what's growing financially. So you have farmers committing suicide because they're not making a buck, but they have to spend more money to keep the chemical companies in business so that they can grow more food. And, and no, and we we're headed for an enormous disaster, from my understanding, with this soil if we don't if we don't get a check. And that makes more sense to me than the goddamn carbon yeah. in the air because I was I did study science and I know what the carbon footprint was for millions of years based on but what it is that we know. So that's never made complete sense to me. And I'm not one of those people that says we're not having an impact on the globe. That would be an asinine statement, sure. right? But what is the stage of the impact and where do we need to focus to fix the problem seems to be what the disagreement is all over the table. But the fact that in G6 this never came up and it is ex so extraordinarily significant, that that's, yeah, that's disconcerting. That is very interesting, right? for sure. Uh, what, I, what I find, and, and again, I would encourage people to go to savesoil.org, but there's some fascinating statistics on their page. Um, and you just mentioned one of those about the lack of nutrients. This is taken directly from that site. It says that in 20 years, 40% less food is expected to be grown. 20 years from now? 20 years from now for 9.3 billion people. So 40% less of the food we're having now is going to be produced in 20 years. So that means that there's where's the food going to come from? Right. Poor soil, it says, leads to, right now, today's fruits and veggies, 90% fewer nutrients, like you mentioned earlier about the oranges. 90%, 90 fewer nutrients. So you're having to eat more of those types of foods than you would have 100 years ago. And... Well, they that go, makes it like that you couldn't eat enough to get all the nutrients exactly. at 90%. Yeah, exactly. But it goes into, it talks about the importance of water scarcity and what the bad, you know, if you have bad soil, it can't hold the water, it can't hold the moisture. They go into, this was a startling statistic around biodiversity. Scientists say that around 27, 
thousand species of life forms become extinct every year due to loss of habitat. So when I see people cutting into trees in my area, I'm like, oh, growth, growth is good. It's going to raise my property values. They're putting up another uh, apartment complex down the street. They're, oh, they got rid of that farm and they're putting up a strip mall. Like, oh, you know, I can go to my Starbucks now. But what we fail to realize is every time we take down a tree and don't plant a tree in its place, we're losing out on an opportunity here. And I I see more of that. I'm, I'm not one of those people that doesn't like I benefit a great deal from all of these, you know, things and progress, all of from progress, progress from yeah, progress. Sure. I, yeah. I benefit from that, but I'm, I'm continuously stressing out more and more about what kind of world we're leaving for my children, potentially my grandchildren, if we right. go down that route and beyond. Right. So what I think is interesting about this whole concept is we're here now we're in it. We can see it's close enough. I don't think I've ever been this close to something where if we don't do something now, shit's about no, we never to get have. really real. We never have. It, it seems like it's right here. So, is this a, now? This is the question I wanted to ask, and I don't. You may not have the answer to this, but it it would be interesting to get your you know your take on it. You know, we we really want the government to stay out of our shit. Like we want as little government control as possible when it comes to things in our own right mm-hmm. in our own life. However, do you foresee maybe down the road where this becomes even closer to where it is now? Now, where the government would come in and take, and maybe they're already doing this, take over some of these farms where these farmers are not making a, a, a big enough wage, raise them up, feed that and make it like a nationwide government subsidy to fund these people. Now, I'm sure they do that already, right? I'm sure the government has... They do it in other places around the world. But not here. In I don't country. know yeah, here. See, I don't know here. Part. Like one of the big biggest questions, that they, and I've seen this out there with like, I mean... Look, I c- completely understand that there's so many fucking conspiracies going on in the world right now. You don't know which, which, what end is up, right? But one of the things that I heard, and I didn't put two to two together, like why is this so important for people to know, is there's a lot of people keep screaming, why is Bill Gates buying up so much land around the world, like farmland? And it was like, oh, that's interesting. So now that's a big question. Why is he doing that? But I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I have absolutely no idea. It was just something that I heard. And then I hear about the soil thing. So I was wondering, hmm, I wonder what the connection is there. But the thing is, is that if the policy doesn't change around it, then nothing is going to change. And one of the things that he pointed out with, when you strip, when, when, you, when you strip everything bare to farm, you're exposing the sun to the soil, which kills the myobiome in the within the soil sure. itself because it's constantly exposed to the sun, right? Like uh, the what? So, for instance, what is it? Twenty-two thousand years ago, the Sahara Desert was a jungle, right? Right, and then it changed, right? It completely, it completely changed. It's a totally different. It's just all, it's all sand today. So there were changes in the atmosphere, whatever that caused that to happen. Fine. Um, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Here's what I do know. It seems that our government gets interested in where it's getting its funds from. The biggest funds that it gets, like we know, like Pfizer and, you know, like that, remember the whole reel that went around not that long ago brought to you by Pfizer. Right, like yes. everything was brought to you by yes. Pfizer. Well, we know that, that it is substantially, there's a stakehold of financial support from a lot of organizations funding the government based on the agenda that they want the government to put forward. And it seems like the government is following that. If there's not something that includes soil within those ideas, then 
we could see here's the thing when they do when people don't know or when that voice can't get to the right people to say that this is a problem we could have a complete global catastrophe and not even know that we're headed for the friggin brick wall one of the things that that has been that has been going on is is like this whole debate about technology we're technologically driven as a world. And the question is, is that the right thing? In my mind, we've taken the most powerful technology this world has ever seen. And I think we made a big error. And the error was we put it in the hands of everybody. And the problem is, is that there are people that have, that really, when you think about how powerful, like if I take my phone, when you think about this supercomputer that this thing is, how powerful this is, and I put it in the hands of the wrong person, it has destructive capabilities to it. And, you know, I don't think anybody perceived the idea that the, the, the idea of having every bit of information at our fingertips and the ability to destroy other lives at our fingertips, and you put this in the hands of people that are ignorant or evil, You've got a problem on your hands that could spin out of control. And once it gets out of the box, you're not going to put it back in the box. And that's where we are now. It's completely out of control and it's out of the box. We would not let a little kid drive a car just because they needed to get to the store. We the, the, the power within what we've done is to give people we've we've broken down, we've broken down a, a process that we that us and other people in the world had built. It's not completely perfect, but it works to a large degree. And, and here's what the process is. If you have a problem or you think something is wrong, right, there is a level of debate to then take it to the next level. So the, so what ends up happening is the best ideas get to the top that need to be worked on. When you put the power to communicate uh, in everybody's hand and you gave that to the ignorant and the disheartened and disenfranchised and it's not being dealt with in a, um, um, a way that makes sense. In st- so then idiotic ideas are able to get to the top, right? And when certain political groups will look at groups of people and think to themselves, they could exploit that their problem, but they don't give a fuck about them. What ends up happening is they exploit those individuals. Nothing changes for them but they take the the problems that they're having and they weaponize them against everybody else. So we have a world that flip-flops on itself. We, we're dealing with problems today that are the most idiotic fucking problems in the world. Like we literally don't even, the, our, our perception is gone. Common sense is gone. It's just been tossed to the wind in order so that people who are confused can be right, right? And then... You, this is how we end up with an idea like having such a major issue going on with the soil and nobody even fucking knows about sure. it. Not anybody that can do anything. So that's what Sadhguru is doing. Like, and what I thought what was fascinating was there were a bunch of people that asked questions yesterday, like, what can I do with this? What can I do with this? And it was almost at what you could see this in the group of people that he was talking to. Like, they're like, soil revolution. And he's like, no. No, that it's that is not what we're doing. It's not soil revolution. Not the next move. Right. You don't get to tell anybody what they have to do about the soil like people are doing with the carbon. He's like, that turns into war. Yeah. 
No. He said, what we need to do is we need to bring the problem to influence policy to determine what the right thing is for that community, for that government, for that country, for that state. It is not about making everybody wrong and demonizing the fuck out of everybody, which we've done with everything else. And then nobody's coming together to solve any problem. There's no problem being solved. By yeah, that it's, kind it, of it's divisive. And, and when you start mandating things and you start pushing an agenda, people immediately shut off. I know I do. do. If somebody tells me I've got to do this, then You're I'm done. like, You're done. Not, no, I'm not going to do right. this. I like that he that he said that. I didn't get a chance to watch his kickoff about that before he started his 100-day you know day journey. But I think it's important to know that we're not out here telling people what they should do. Find out for yourself. Look into it on your own. But this is a major, major problem. And one of the things that I jotted down my in my notes here that has sort of allowed me, and this is naive, has allowed me to sort of make sense of global warming is that, you know, we're a smart, we're a smart collective of humans. Like we have this, you know, this beautiful, fragile earth, I get it, but we will figure things out. And this was mainly around the carbon that was in the air. We'll figure out how to, you know, reduce our carbon footprint or whatever through science and right. smart people. If it's even really needed. The, that if way. it's really, yeah. But right. now we're at a point where what we walk upon and what we build upon and what we slash major forests to get into is this delicious, rich soil. It's what brought people over to this country. They went ahead west to find beautiful fertile farmlands to be able to you know stake their claim and live out their lives and create food and it just now we're at a place where this is like in my lifetime like i'd never yeah. would have thought like a lot of this stuff i was thinking oh you know i we I won't even do, be here for it like it's a problem down it, right? the road yeah exactly and like like remember when it, the whole thing was like we're gonna run out of oil there's yeah, only totally, 20 years yes. left of oil right yes. and then we find out oh we're gonna be so dead by the time <laughs> they run out of oil like we yeah you know totally. like yeah and of course, that makes people want to push something away. But one of the things that I heard that was interesting, this is one of the reasons why it made sense to me, is I had been studying the whole carbon thing. It was kind of like people would also bring in the idea just like of how much we need like rainforests and all this stuff and trees and, and everything absorb carbon. They hold carbon, but they were also talking about soil holding carbon. And I was not thinking about biggest problem we have is we've depleted the soil. I was thinking, stop cutting down the rainforest. That is a problem, right? Because that, that helps also. The ocean is a problem because that helps also. But I didn't realize just how massive it was because of global farming. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that. And that's what Sadhguru was saying yesterday. He's like, there's a reason they're not talking about it. I'm not going to say anything, but you need to investigate what that reason is because it's not good. Yeah. That's why it was never mentioned. And actually, it would solve the fucking problem. That is what is most interesting. That is what is most interesting. Yeah. They want to change, they want to get rid of all the vehicles. They want to change all this, all that, all this There's a big push stuff. to electric, yeah. And fixing our soil problem would solve the problem. Yeah, you think about it. I mean, we could have as many people on this planet as we wanted. If we had good soil to feed everybody, it wouldn't be an issue. But if we continue to deplete and that soil becomes less and less and less, that soil now becomes sand. Sand becomes a Sahara. Sahara is a desolate wasteland. It's beautiful. It's pretty to look at, but you can't grow anything in it. So, and again, I'm just learning about this, everybody. So don't, you know, don't take my word for shit. Like (laughs) I'm not making any solid statements here. I'm just kind of, uh, uh, you know, v- uh, verbally uh, uh, sharing my experience. That's yeah. the word that I'm looking for. But what is interesting to me is when you think about this from the problem that business brings into this, if we were to address the soil issue, 
How would that affect big industry in other areas today? If we were actually to come back and fix this problem the, the right way, right? By, by re-engineering um, and introducing proper organic matter into the soil all over the world, there would be a lot of things we wouldn't need anymore. And the question is, is who's at the control button for those things that, that have replaced our soil that won't be there? That's so true. That won't be there. I think that's what we have to look into. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought in all the years we've been doing this podcast that we would spend time talking about soil right. or talking about dirt, but yet it's such a, that's why I love these full throttle conversations that yeah. we have because it does bring a different set of eyes to a, and it is a crisis. I mean, everywhere I look, it's they talk about the soil crisis, especially on, right. you know, Sadhguru's Save Soil website. It's a crisis that we're in the middle of, and if we don't do anything to change it right now, it's never going to change. You know, the people who created the iPhone or the smartphone, they didn't view that as, you know, an instrument of evil. They thought that was going to help people and bring people more connection. Right. It seems to now although it's a wonderful and I use mine, I've got mine right here in front of me. It is, uh, it can be a divisive tool. And I love that just to kind of close up this conversation. I love that you bring that in because I was, the big question I had was how does this have, how does this work in concert with what, universal laws are and universal truths are. You know, we talk about cause and effect. We talk about the law of polarity, all well, these different it's laws. It's the law of polarity. Absolutely. It's the law of polarity, right? So we, human beings brought in tools to hunt and yes. all that. And they and they found out, oh, we can use these for war too. We can, right. I can use this not to just kill my own stuff, but take yours. Yeah. Right. And the thing about this is that it'll, this will probably be fixed um, by entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship fixes so many of the problems. But once it gets corrupted, that's when we have a problem. And so much of it is currently corrupted, right? Absolutely. So it's like uh, this is people, in order for something to happen, there has to be awareness of it first. And that's what he's doing. That's what I'm participating in. I'm not making anybody wrong. I'm saying, hey, guys, we need to be aware of this. This makes sense. I understand that. So let's be aware of it. And, and then each person take the responsibility to look into what's going on here so we can actually figure out how to fix it. Because I don't think anybody knows how to fix it yet, right? I don't think that's what he's saying. But he's saying that we need to bring the awareness and that we're going to start giving it the attention that it needs before this turns into a massive problem that we can't fix. Yeah, and that's when significant change happens is when awareness is brought right. into play. So I would encourage everybody to go check out the Save Soil website. That is at savesoil.org. Lots of good information out there. Um, do the research for yourself and see what um, see what's out there. And you can definitely follow Sadhguru's journey on his 100-day ride. Like I said, it started uh, this past Monday, uh, March 21st, and he's... He's a 65-year-old guru just on a motorcycle and a mission. And it's going he's to be a cool dude, man. Is, I like him. I've always liked him. He is. Him. He's, he's, he's one of the most enlightened people I've ever seen, but he's got a he's he's kind of cool. He's kind of like just a, a chill kind of guy, just out there preaching his message. And you know, there's 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 a lot of good that can come from this, and hopefully it'll bring the attention that it deserves. So this has been great. Thanks, David. You bet. Well, there
there you have it, everyone. David and I talking dirt of all things, all joking aside, the Save Soil movement is really quite interesting. Something I had no idea was even a thing until earlier on uh, last week. So here we sit, had a great conversation. Uh, if you have any insights or if you've got any you know pieces that we may have missed, leave us a note down below, drop a comment down. Let us know how this is maybe affecting you or if you've heard about it or you've been following this for quite some time. We live in very interesting times and I know this is one more thing to consider, but this is like right at the forefront of where we're headed here in, you know, like they said, 2035 is not that far down the road. So do us a favor, uh, like, and subscribe to the channel. We'd love you to share this with someone that would definitely benefit from it. These full throttle conversations are a little bit different from what David does on his, on his channel usually, uh, but his high level teachings come out in these types of conversations. So, uh, definitely do that. Ring that bell. So you're notified the next time you hear this, we'll see you on the next successful mind podcast. Thanks for listening to the successful mind podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.